Ready? Three, two, one. Sam, welcome back. We talk about Real Madrid today. Three nil loss. Promising areas of the game. Uh, goal overturns first half. Uh, a lot of different themes here. Let's start from maybe the first half. Yeah, the first half was was brilliant, Tim. I uh, <laughs> I, I really liked how I I really thought we played superbly. We you know we gave Real Madrid uh, a bit of the possession in the beginning, and Real Madrid looked pretty fluid. But but we were smart. You know, we kind of we reminded. I think we looked a little bit like a Marcelino team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we were pretty cutting on the counterattack. We were playing a four-four-two, so I I was pretty happy with uh, with how we how we looked in that first half. Mm-hmm. You know, we should have had you know the goal that went through, and then we really had the best chances even besides for that. You know, the, the score could have been two-three nil at halftime. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I was particularly impressed with, and this extends to the second half too, but. Um, you know, Ugo uh, Guillamon just didn't get a foot wrong. He was spectacular. Rodrigo showed how critical he is to us. I mean, he was, you know, even though he didn't touch the ball a ton, whenever he touched the ball, we, we were creating something dangerous. So I was, I was really particularly impressed with, with those two. Yeah, I, I see this as a tale of two teams. Uh, we have a first-half team and a second-half team, and we've seen this before. Uh, so the, the first half, like you said, pretty good performances overall. Really, I'm really was really impressed how we performed. I think most of the fans were. Uh, first ten minutes, we kind of took some pressure. They didn't get very many chances. Uh, yeah. That 14, like 14 minute or so, Maxi has a fantastic turn, puts Rodrigo through, hits the post. Yeah. Um, so so Rodrigo had a lot of that this game as well. Uh, and then of course, in the 20th minute, we had this goal overturn. I just watched it again this morning. Uh, and it's just a ridiculous, I think, overturn. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Against the run of play, uh, Rodrigo getting into the box right behind Sergio Ramos, um, and it was this, what, two-inch offside uh, rule. I mean, it's just ridiculous the way they overturned that, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah. What, what I, I was, was your take on that? I thought it was absurd, man. I thought it was it was really VAR has been so cruel to Valencia this season, and um, you know people think VAR okay, this is pinpoint accuracy. It's not, you know, like there are different interpretations of yeah. of, of these lines and of, of what you know qualifies as, as someone uh, overturning this. So it, you know, this is we're we're trying to create this false objective standard in in something that is inherently subjective, and and I just think. And I just think that's not that that shouldn't be what VAR does. I, I was, and this was the first time, and it seemed as if you know for the second half of the season, uh, there was this direction that we weren't going to be as reliant. You know, Liga Liga wasn't going to be as reliant on VAR. Well, unless it's a goal against Real Madrid, right? And then we're yeah, we're I, that's so, really how uh, I feel at this point. And I think it's fairly, uh, I think it's a fair feeling to have that a goal like that that would have happened against Valencia would not have been overturned. And I, I thought, Sam, that these goals would only be um, overturned if uh, it was like reasonable doubt, right? I don't know why they even went to that piece when it was so close. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So um, I think it was a, a well-deserved goal. I think it was uh, probably the playbook we were looking to um, achieve against Real Madrid, take a lot of pressure. Um, but Rodrigo and Maxi – 
Um, I think a f the few the chances that they had to get in behind and counter, I think we did very well there to um, under, be under pressure. Guillemot, I think, first uh, throughout the game was fantastic. Uh, he did have one overturned pass that kind of resulted yeah. in Hazard, probably their best chance first half. Maybe yeah, it was like eleventh minute. Eleventh yeah, minute. Yeah. That was one thing, Guillemot. I think. Uh, but aside yeah. from that, I don't recall any other balls. And he actually had one really excellent ball from the back um, that split their entire team. And we had a, kind of a, a counter from it. So really impressed with him first half uh, as well. So uh, we come in and uh, second half starts. What, what, what happened? Yeah, um, you know, Zidane is really good at making tactical adjustments and mm -hmm. every adjustment he made worked and every adjustment we made failed. And, and I, I want to put it slightly differently. I think Salade started with as good of a, a starting 11 as he could have and Salade understands that if I'm going to be kind – to to Albert I would say you know he he was kind of he was thinking he had to be thinking about this game on Monday yeah um uh and so he he had to make substitutions and those substitutions all went poorly for us right. uh I you know I I think there you could be thinking about those substitutions when you start that when you decision you know of who to start you know maybe we don't we don't start Every top player, I mean, the one decision that I thought was really crazy about starting 11, you know, I talked a lot about this, and uh, we were engaging on Twitter on this, and I've been engaging with, with Valencia fans on this, was this decision to start Mangala in the back. I, yeah. You know, Mangala turned in as, as good of a performance as he could put in, uh, but, you know, he was good in the air, mm -hmm. um, but he's just so uncomfortable on the ball. You know, yeah. every time he's making a simple pass, it really looks as if like there's like a 50-50 shot that this is going to get intercepted. I mean, he got you – know, when he gets pressure, uh, I get really worried. And then he's not – you know, that last, that last game that he had started with, that Real Sociedad game, you know, he couldn't just follow like a simple mark – and, you know, he went up for a header and left his, his mark wide open on, like, the six. And this one, for their first goal, coming to their first goal, you know, Mangala was in a really bad position. I, I mean, that, you know, there was a – You there? Sort of a comedy that led to us. Uh, yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, it just broke up a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, I was just saying, you know, the first goal was sort of a comedy of errors, the Kevin Camaro pass mm -hmm. uh, to Wass. Wass was – was was planning to overlap and then um and then but yeah, and then but Mangala not you know just kind of being in no man's land there and rather than just being a little bit a little bit tighter on on Benzema I, yeah well yeah, that, that know. goal you know that's interesting I think one of the the things I, I I wanted to explore is you know the mentality second half I think tactically you you're spot on like Zidane made changes uh, that worked very well. Um, after the game, they asked, hey, you know, Saladas, what happened second half? Why did you have this result? And I, I wasn't really satisfied with his answer. His answer was, well, we had that goal overturned, and that's when things kind of broke down and we couldn't really rally. But that's like – that's kind of an, a cop-out, I think. Like, why did we have maybe a, a, a lax of focus? And I think that goal 
overall our shape was wrong um, anyhow. Like to, to play the pass, and we didn't really have the defensive yeah. midfielders behind the ball in a balanced way, so they countered there, um, and that's, and that's where, where it happened. What are your, what are your thoughts on that, his response there? And um, Is that fair to say? Like, could there have more been done? Is it a tactical challenge is it a a focus challenge i i would i like to think that the theme of the focus and being able to rally uh is more predominant than maybe even more tactical changes uh for this game i just saw two different teams yeah 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 i mean i you know i i don't want to put too much stock into the like the you know slot is is a bad um he's a bad sort of inspirational speaker. So the, you know, the guys looked lost in the second half. I I think, you know, I think with a team like Real Madrid, the truth is, is that we had, we had really good opportunities in the first half and uh, the way, the way, um, and, but we were having to work a lot harder than Real Madrid was in that first half, right? Like they, they had an extra person in the midfield. So, you know, we were, we were having to, which get, which would have given them more possession uh, but we were high pressing mm-hmm. and we were doing, you know, doing counterattacks all game is, is going to be pretty exhausting when you have a fewer, when you have one fewer guy in the yeah. midfield and you're like counting on that forward. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think you could always assume that at the end Real Madrid was going to probably have the better spell of, of possession here. And, right. and they were just like super sharp with their chances. Like they, yeah. they were, I mean, the, the second and third goals were ridiculous. I mean, those were just, those were half chances that um, Real Madrid converted. Uh, you know, our substitutions didn't, didn't have a big impact on the game. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think they were, you know, we didn't look, we, we looked worse with those substitutions, but yeah. even that, I'm not like, I don't want to blame, Salades completely because I just I, you know I think we you know we had to substitute our best players like we have to substitute top yeah. five look at who look at our 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 who our starting eleven is going to be against Osasuna Gaia is not going to be in the on the club like going to be in the team like that mm-hmm. is terrifying to me right like Gaia is not playing like um, yeah, yeah so I, I, I don't know well there's I have to give credit too I think Madrid and I think Hazard looked very very good and he um, I think we defended against that very well first half but um you're right i think they just were very sharp and they're probably getting better throughout the season um but i mean you know i think super deporte called this a meltdown you know so there's there is something there aside from just you know they they have more depth than we do and we have to think about next games i think there's something else there uh could be a combination of a few things um but i i I think you'd agree. I don't think Salades is a blameless. Um, we probably have to oh, no. do some of the themes there. Um, but it, it was just a disappointing. And there is an element of, like, that. I really think that goal turned over was uh, ridiculous. And um, the unfortunate post hit by Rodrigo, which is a really great play. And that, that was really the playbook we were trying to, um, to run with. So, yeah. Um, well, as a result, we have Coquelin injured. We have Kang and Lee with another egregious red card. Uh, same thing. <laughs> so, uh, again, theme of lack of focus, maybe discipline. Uh, there he is again, hacking at people. Um, and we are going without a point. 
And we now are sitting still in, I think, seventh. Let's see. We're nine points behind Champions League spot. Nine right points behind. So let's see where we are. Because I know there was another game. Yeah, so V at fourth to 52 points. Hatafe, 48 points. And we are now at 43 points. Um, We're at nine points, but with a game in hand. So if we win, we will be six points behind uh, Sevilla and Atletico. Yeah. And you and I were messaging, you know, I think our takeaway is we we have to win out. We have to get results every time. We put that pressure on us. The good thing is, is that we have um, more of the difficult games behind us. Uh, These are all hard games, right? But... I think the uh, relative strength of the other um, teams um, are much harder than ours. Um, they all either play each other. They all have Real and Barca remaining. We have those two games behind us. Um, we go to Osasuna, Abar, Villarreal. These are games that we need to get a result on um, moving forward. Uh, where do you think uh, prospects look like at Osasuna, uh, given the starting lineup? Looks like Paulista's back. Um, Gaia is out, but Florenzi's going to be in the starting lineup. We'll have Condogbia Parejo, and then probably Rodrigo Gomez again, maybe Guedes on the left. Uh, any, any thoughts, any changes that you would um, want to see? Yeah, I, you know, I'll be interested to see. I mean, this is, um, you know, we did the, the 4-4-2 against Real Madrid. We had mm-hmm. the, you know, I, I'd be interested to see whether – at halftime, whether we're sort of struggling to impose ourselves on the game, whether Salades, you know, opts for another midfielder, um, whether he, you know, looks to do a 4-3-3. You know, I'll be curious to see what what that looks like. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm really – the one worry I have with the lineup is that our best player, Gaia, is not going to be playing. Uh, yeah. But um, – but yeah, I mean, we we should we should win this game. Like, this should be a, this has to be a win for us. Uh, you and I said it. Like, mm-hmm. if we want to win champion, if we want to get the Champions League, I think we need to get you know twenty five to twenty seven points uh, in these last nine matches, which would be a pretty impressive run. But it's not implausible. So um, yeah, we need to start here. We need to start three points, boys. I, I think I think we're gonna do it. I think. I think this is – I'm feeling optimistic about this game, Tim. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, all I can say for this is I think we've picked up, um, let's see, from the last seven games or so. What is I it? think we, we've been winless in our last nine. So to win the rest the of the nine, nine would, be, would be like quite, quite a turnaround. But I think it's plausible, Tim. I, you know, I don't want to be too sanguine, but – uh, 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 you know, I think it's, I think it's possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. We need it to happen. Uh, I don't know how many points we've had in the last 10 games, handful of points. So we need to really turn this around. Um, and we have the players to do it. I think Sam, my big theme is like, this is Saladas' big test in my opinion. This is it. Yeah. Saladas is playing for, for his, for his uh, position next next season right now yeah this is it um and then there was now uh i just saw on super deporte a uh he's getting dangerously close to uh neville's uh the win loss (laughs) i think the data brings it very closely so 
yeah, I think if you can turn it around, that would be, uh, I mean, this is really what he needs. And um, I was a little disappointed with the Canadian um, tuxedo he wore again. Yeah. And with yeah. the sideburns. I'm, like, I'm disappointed by that too. I don't know yeah. why he didn't make tactically a change there. Um, but I think he's <laughs> the importance of that. Um, what, one other thing, uh, lastly, is I was watching it, and I think a lot of the themes are pretty straightforward and obvious across uh, the fields um, with each player. One of them is still the enigma of Soler, like where he fits yeah. in. defensively so good. Um, he, he's not the outright winger. Um, he's involved in each of the plays. So it, I don't know, that complexity still is fun to watch. Um, and I'm curious how that continues to um, evolve because he, I mean, he's involved, he's involved with the first goal uh, yeah, defensively. He's very, very good, except he got beat one V one pretty poorly in the first half. Um, so where does key and Guedes kind of land in these lineups? Um, something I'm still thinking is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Solaire, because yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he's an enigma and he is the sort of key to what different you know, uh, formation Saladis wants to play, right? Because, right. you know, he, he, he creates opportunities for some of these different, different formations uh, be because he is a little bit, he, he is the sort of tweener player. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I, um, you know, I, there wasn't, there weren't a lot of exceptional the, the, a lot of our players did not play exceptionally well, right? Like, I, I just think that that's, yeah. um, you know, we just had a couple players, Ugo and, and Rodrigo, uh, and Maxi. Maxi played well. I mean, you know, Ma Maxi, he had very deft touches and passes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh, well, I mean, look where he's sitting in between. I mean, those two center backs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, I mean, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. And I think that, that one turn he had and his moving off the ball and, you know, I've been a little critical of Rodrigo, but man, he had a really, he was our, really our only chance to get out of the yeah. half in a lot of ways to find him. Uh, Ferran, I thought, struggled again in this game. He had a few elements where he got yeah. up the field, yeah. uh, but didn't really create a lot of space and seemed to be pinned back behind Wass. Um, I thought I'd see a little bit more out of him. Um, other than that. You know, I, and, and this goes back to what you and I said, Tim. Like, Ferran, if he if he wants to jump to a top five club right now, yeah. like guess what? You play like you play like the, you did the last few matches, and you might not start for a while, right? And right. Uh, and here he has, you know, he's been given so much, you know, you know so much, uh, so much patience um, and confidence that you know he can have these matches and it's okay. But you know, I I you know again, I I think if you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's in Freon's court, whether, whether he decides to, to extend. And if he doesn't, I, I wouldn't blame. I think there's a lot of blame that you could impose on the management right now, the Garay situation, maybe the Ugo situation, if they're not able to extend him, but I'm not sure I, you know, fully blame the management for, for Ferran because right now they're seeming to, to do everything that they can to, to, yeah. to keep him. Um, yeah, well, I was I was watching this game with a few others. Not really, they don't really know Fran. They were asking me about him, and I, I thought, well, look at him now. Do you think he'd go and start at Liverpool and play most of the minutes there, or wherever he goes? Like, do you see someone dominating this team right now and is ready to? No, I, I, no one could say that, and I think it was very yeah. evident in this game. 
And it's not like they triple teamed him. I thought it was a 1v1 no. over there on the left. So um, seemed a little little timid, not quite sure how to get space. Um, other than that, I, I think no other themes other than poor Wasp got beat pretty badly there on that one goal. One Wasp goal. played poorly, yeah. Pretty poorly. Uh, I mean, he's he so – He really struggling the whole game. He's so fit. He really does put in so much work. But, I mean – that's what happens. I mean, eventually they isolate it and it's 1v1 and he got caught out there. So uh, excited to have Florenzi. Um, you know, that's why I don't think that would have been the case. So, um, well, all right, man. I think a, a lot of pressure on these next few games. I think we a lot will, of pressure. Uh, will know where we sit in a few days' time after this Osasuna match. Yeah, and Tim, uh, you know, happy Father's Day uh, to your dad. I was I was talking to your mom earlier, and and she was saying that she really hopes that she was pointing out that you know she uh, that you haven't called uh, your dad on Father's Day in eight years, and and she was saying that this was pretty distressing. So I really think you owe it to to your dad, and and I'd say to all the dads, you know, make or to all the kids out there, make sure to call your dad right now. You know, your your dad deserves this. He's been busting his butt, making sure that, you know, they have enough money to get you your diarrhea medicine, uh, you know, every, every, uh, every week. So, well, um, you, you forget that every year some child calls me and says, I'm the dad, you know, and so that's true. Day, yeah. You know, uh, kind of a special day for me as well. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's uh, coming more all the, important. to all those second dates that you had that didn't turn into third dates. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Uh, no, happy Father's Day, Sam. Uh, Thanks. You are uh, a mediocre dad, and we're we're okay Thanks. celebrating mediocrity in this society we live in now. But oh yeah, um, hope you're having a good day over there. Um, you seem moderately happy. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. you know, this was a shorter call with you than normal, so that that in and of itself makes me happy. That's good. <laughs> All right, well, uh, sir, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, enjoy your day off from being trolled by your family and your friends. <laughs> That'd be a relief. And uh, we'll see if we can continue this good vibe into the week after this match. Yeah. Um, and so let's, well, Tim, we'll try to uh, do a pod on Tuesday uh, for the, uh, to capture the Asasuna. Yeah, we'll do it Tuesday because tomorrow we may just be uh, crying and we'll need some personal time. We're celebrating yeah. and need to. Come, we'll be celebrating. Come down off of yeah. our yeah our hangovers and stuff. So uh, we're gonna That's do today and do a little re recap and. Um, all right, man. Until then, be strong. Okay. You too, buddy. All, all right. right. Love you, man. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye.